this is the Hungry Bean Audio Show. Hey, Hungry Nation. Welcome to the show. Today I have Grace from Gracefully Expat on the show. Uh, she's a serial expat that's lived on three continents and four countries. Uh, she has a blog that helps other globally mobile people optimize their experience and live more free. Grace, I uh, I appreciate you being on the show. Welcome. Hi, thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, awesome. Uh, I uh, I've been looking forward to this. I know we talked. It must have been I feel like four or five months ago now. Um, it was when you and I were just starting, um, and uh, we connected a little bit and talked about how uh, we were maybe going to do some collab. And I I want to first of all I want to say I'm sorry. It's taken uh it's taken this long for me to uh to get my my bearings in uh, in a row so i uh, i really appreciate you uh you taking this time oh absolutely i'm really happy to speak with you now and actually i think it was even longer than that because i believe when we spoke i was still working at my corporate job and right. a lot has changed since then <laughs> that's correct a lot has changed um but yeah, so I'm. I mean, I really. I mean, I. Will, I really want to tell you how much you've. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Like when I when I was first starting out, you know, I was looking up to the the big ones, right? Like the J Moneys and and the people that have been doing this for so long. Yeah. And and to to have found someone that not really like just starting out, but really was just trying to like map out the whole game, right? Because I That's think it. when. Yeah, because like when we first started, you didn't have ads on your on your blog or anything, right? No, I, I think that we both started almost at exactly the same time. So I was really uh, excited to connect with you as well. Yeah, awesome. Well, also, you're in Vancouver right now, and you're three hours behind me. Yeah. So it's like noon now. So it's, it's nine o'clock there. And yeah. uh, I think that's <laughs> just, you know, having that drive to to wake up early and take this call that's uh that's the perfect embodiment of uh of what my brand's about so thank you again oh, of course yeah it's uh it's exciting to see kind of what you're doing and i've i've been following you you know on twitter and and yeah. all that as as the months have gone by but yeah I'm, I'm really glad that we were able to finally actually collaborate on something awesome awesome all right. Uh, well, let's dig into it. Why don't you tell me and the nation, the hungry nation, a little bit about, you know, Grace as a little child coming up all the way through to, uh, you know, being an expat and whatever that means, and also now owning your own business, right? Yeah, that absolutely. Um, as a little child, well, um, I'm standing here in Vancouver right now, and that's uh, that's where I grew up. So I'm yeah. Canadian, um, and about kind of halfway through my university degree, I transferred down to the University of Washington in Seattle. So that was sort of my first kind of mini expat experience, if you will. But it really, it didn't feel like much of a big move because Seattle's only a couple hours across the border from here. And I didn't, you know, I was I was a 20-year-old college kid. I didn't have anything really going on in my life. Um, but what ended up happening was I graduated from University of Washington, ended up getting an internship and then a job in what would become my career. Um, and I never really set out to work in international tax, but that's kind of where I ended up. And I, I'm glad that I did. Um, 
because it's, it's led me to a lot of interesting places, um, including now to starting my own location independent business. Um, but before that, I put in a lot of years kind of working as that corporate um, job, sitting in the cubicle, you know, kind of trying to work my way up the ladder slowly but surely. Um, and I did most of that in Seattle until um, June of 2016 when I accepted a transfer over to the Dublin office, Dublin, Ireland. Um, so I, you know, I was really ready for a change at the time. So I pretty much just sold everything that I owned in Seattle, which wasn't much. I've always kind of lived as a minimalist um, and got on a plane with a couple of suitcases and that was it. Um, and then, you know, the, the job in, in Dublin worked great. I, the people there were great and I, it, was a, it was a good experience. But throughout that whole time, I had had this idea in the back of my mind to, number one, be more location independent. Number two, to really be my own boss and to set my own schedule. Um, and I thought that I had a skill set that I would be able to offer uh, clients that would allow me to do just that. Um, so finally in, let's see, when it was it? It was August of uh, 2017 that I finally quit the job um, and started out on my own really from scratch. Um, and it's, it's been going pretty well ever since. So I'm, I'm tentatively optimistic about that. Um, so that's, that's a kind of a, a quick nutshell <laughs> description there. Oh, and one thing I forgot to mention is um, if, if people are counting in their heads, um, they'd say, well, that's only two continents and, and that's true. Um, but sometime in the middle of my time in Seattle, I did a rotation um, and I was able to work in Johannesburg, South Africa for not very long. It was only about four months, but um, that was a cool kind of mini expat experience as well that really made me um, hungry to see more of the world and to, to have more of that freedom as well. So Awesome. So you mentioned a little bit or, or rather a lot of bit about expat. Right? <laughs> so what... Uh, to you, what does expat mean, and also what would it mean to, in, for like the just a regular person? Yes, great question. Um, and I I know that kind of depending on where you are in in this little niche world of both expats and personal finance, um, you know how sometimes we we like to get nerdy about definitions, and some people quibble with the term expat. Um, I use it because that's what I had always seen used in kind of my professional capacity um, as an international expat tax advisor. But essentially what I mean when I say that is someone who is living outside of the place that they were born. That's, it's really as simple as that. Um, and I, I know that that um, plays into your background as well, which um, I've, I'm always interested in hearing about people who make that move and whether we call that an immigration or an expatriation or becoming um, a global citizen, whatever it is, um, yeah. I'm fascinated with people who are kind of taking that step and, and getting out of the place that they happen to be born and trying something else out in somewhere else because I feel like we don't have to be kind of stuck in the place that we were born, no matter how great it might be, because I'm here in Vancouver and Vancouver is a great city and I love it here, but I, I definitely um, am hungry to experience more of the world. So to me, that's what that means. Awesome. Yeah, I uh, I guess, you know, being an immigrant in the U.S., we'd always heard about expats, right? And I always thought it was just someone that, you know, is from a different country, whether that's their um, lineage or whether that's um, their citizenship, you'd want to call it. Yeah. They're from a different country and they go to another country to work. 
So I always thought it was just more like work based. So, but it's, I mean, it's it's awesome getting your your perspective on that now. Where it, it you know, um, you you know, you're 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 in the uh, in the trenches. So it's always great to understand a little bit more and get more context from that. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. And I think that historically that might have been the connotation there was an expat is someone who is from one of the traditionally, will we say, developed countries or Western countries, whatever that means in today's global world, if it means anything at all. Um, someone who's from one of those places and is going to another place and is going there for the purposes of working and is then going to go back home. And a lot of people still do that. And that's fine. Um, but to me, it's a much broader and a much more kind of richly textured world now. Mm. And it's one where I feel like someone who is from anywhere in the world could legitimately want to go to anywhere else. And the reasons for that are so, um, are so different and so, and so um, diverse that it's, it's difficult to say, oh, well, I'm, I'm moving here for work. Because what about people like myself and people like maybe some of your listeners who if they are location independent in their business, they could go anywhere. So it's a question of where. Um, mm. And that's that's an interesting question to answer as well, I think. Yeah, awesome. Well, you know, I um, I mean, you've, you've, you've amazed me, you know, um, <laughs> the whole thing, you know, like, I mean, you're from Vancouver and you just decide, hey, I'm gonna go to school in the US, right? Like that's, how, how does that even happen? How did that even cross your mind? <laughs> Well, that, um, you know, I was 20 and uh, there was a boy and I was, I don't know, I was interested in um, in seeing where that, number one, where the relationship went, which ultimately it ended. But um, I just, I always wanted to see what was outside of my front doorstep, you know, and whether that was kind of within the, within the relatively small move from Vancouver to Seattle, um, ultimately to bigger moves, that's. I don't know. And the funny thing is coming from Vancouver, you kind of, we, we don't realize what a good reputation this city has in the rest of the world sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of, at, at that time, I don't think I knew that I was leaving a place that a lot of people were dying to come to, but yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting perspective because there's no, there's no one perfect place in the world. Is there like there's everywhere has its ups and downs. And I feel like the more places that I really live in and dig into, um, the more I realize that you're always going to be having some kind of trade-off, whether it's lifestyle or cost of living or just any little factor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's wild. Huh. So, you know, essentially becoming an, an adult a little bit in the U.S., how, yeah. uh, how has that transition from Canada, teenagery, and um, young adult to U.S. adult, how, what were kind of like some of the differences that that you noticed that, not maybe necessarily shaped you into being who you are, but like now that when you go back, you're like, oh yeah, I'm so American in X way, and I'm so <laughs> Canadian in X way. That is a really interesting question, and um, I know that you and I are both really interested in personal finance, so that's automatically <laughs> where my mind jumped to. Um, and one thing that I'll say is, and I really do feel like this is in favor of the U.S. kind of personal finance um, system with some caveats. So I'll say that I feel like in the U.S. you have more options and especially, I think, more 
and it's changing in Canada, but you had, especially back when I kind of would have started out, um, more options, more low-cost options, more ability to really be very self-directed in your personal finance. Um, and I'll explain what I mean by that, but kind of, and coming from the Canadian perspective where you were sort of taught, if you were taught anything at all, you were taught, well, you've got to go to one of these, you know, investment advisors and you've got to, you know, get into one of their plans and you've got to kind of like, that's what everyone does. Everyone does what everyone does. That's, at least that was my impression as a kid, you know? Um, and I will say that was coming from a background where my, my family wouldn't have been involved in any of that. Um, they just, there, there wouldn't have been kind of the, the, the funds or the means or the tradition of having really investments or having any kind of concept of personal finance besides just kind of getting by. Um, so when I found myself in a, in a very fortunate position to kind of be looking into all of this for myself, um, I felt like I was kind of having to learn it all on the fly. And I feel actually quite fortunate that I was able to do that in the US because um, of all the options, like, for example, the ability to just go online and set up a Vanguard account um, and then make your contributions to that whenever you want to and, and to have that transparency with the fees, things like that. Um, Canada's catching up in that regard, but I feel like the US has been out there in front of it. Um, and then what I will say also is, I feel like it's a real shame how many people in the U.S. don't take full advantage of that. And I know that there are a lot of reasons for that, but um, that's one of the things that I, I would like to kind of help advocate is people just taking more, more ownership and having a more um, positive and optimistic view of their personal finances and that no matter what, where they start out from, they really can kind of make some positive inroads there. So that, that was a long-winded answer, sorry. <laughs> No, no, that's that's perfect. And that kind of leads us into the next one, right? So you you have all these these experiences and and you realize that there's a gap, right? Whether like a gap in your experience, whether there's something that um there's a service that you wanted that wasn't there. Is that what kind of led you to create graceful expat or gracefully rather gracefully expat or how did that um concept even come to you? Yeah, that's that's a really great um, great perspective, and in a way, it was yeah. Because well, what I what I found and what I saw was even before I started my own uh, business, and my business now is really um, tax specific. So I advise U.S. Um, people who are living and working outside the U.S. on their tax obligations, which is a really kind of specific niche, um, but it's one that I happen to have trained in and worked in for my entire career. So. That's kind of my bread and butter professionally. But the site and the stuff that I write about, um, that came about because I, yeah, I did see a gap. And really that gap was for people who are US based, like I said, um, I personally think that the world is your oyster and you have so many great options to grow and build your wealth. Um, and then I think for US based people, the, the challenge there is spreading the knowledge and spreading that kind of um, empowerment almost. Um, because I feel like they're similar to Canada. Um, there's that kind of historical, you know, if, if your family didn't do this, you, you feel really kind of left out of the party. And that, that's one thing in, the, in terms of personal finance that I would really love to see changing. Um, but in terms of the, the tools, for US-based people, like you've got, as you say, like, as I said, sorry, um, you've got good options in terms of low-cost investment funds. Um, you've got good, like, tax 
advantage vehicles like 401ks and IRAs. Um, but what I, what I saw as a missing link that I'm sort of trying to fill in my own little way is for people who are location independent or who are somewhat more digitally um, nomadic, who mm-hmm. might have a kind of a, a, a footprint in a bunch of different places, how do those types of people look to really build their financial independence at, at the same time as they grow their location independence? Um, so that's, and I, I think I heard you might have broken up there a bit, so I don't know if. Oh no, we're good, I got you. Oh good, super, okay. So yeah, that's, that's kind of what, what uh, drove me to, to create the site, and that's what I'm still kind of trying to, to play with because a lot of the, a lot of the tools that are out there do not take into account the fact that someone might be from one place, but living in another, but working in another, but traveling to another. And so that's, um, that's, that's kind of an additional challenge when it comes to managing your finances, I think. Right. Wow. Yeah. I'm like scrolling through your page and I, I see these things. I see like all the, um, like, so you, a lot of your posts are, uh, content rich as far as pictures right so how how have you been um monetizing your artistic eye you know because i mean you take some very i i don't know i feel like every art is abstract because i feel like when you say something's abstract it's so meta right that you don't even have to (laughs) feel like i always i always say that but your pictures like you you have a certain eye so how have you been, like, have you been monetizing, um, like, essentially your eye and also your written form together? Or, like, I guess, what's been your experience monetizing your blog so far? Uh, that, well, first I'll say I don't know that I deserve that compliment, but thank you very much. Um, <laughs> I, I, and secondly, uh, I'll say I don't know that I have a good answer to that yet um, because, I've really just been kind of seeing what comes to me rather than kind of aggressively pursuing monetization. Um, and maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe you can give me some, some tips in that regard because really all I've been doing so far is like once in a while someone will ask me about doing like a, a sponsored link or something like that. Um, and if it's something that I feel is relevant, then um, I've, I've accepted a few of those, but they're really, really kind of few and far between and not very um, lucrative yet. <laughs> so I, I'd, be, I'd be open to more monetization of the blog, but I haven't really gone after that in any meaningful way yet, I'm afraid to say. Um, really? it's, it's, it's more just being for, for my own fun and for my own um, kind of self-education sometimes, because like I said, if, if I see a problem that I, I don't see a good solution to, like right now I'm kind of doing a sort of mini series, if you will, on um, cryptocurrency investing because I wanted to just dip my toe in the water there and see what it was all about. But I was finding it really difficult to get um, verified on one of these trading platforms. Um, so anyways, that's, it was just a, it was to vent about my own frustration really and, and to see if I could find a good solution that I could actually recommend to people. So that's, that's kind of what the blog is for me. But yeah, if, if I had any good tips on how to monetize it, I would accept those gratefully <laughs> yeah i mean I, I mean i see you have ads right i mean uh, like the banners and stuff um but i feel like you know i think you should have every single one of the pictures that you take not every single one because some of it i feel like are personal 
but like the scenic stuff or even the ones with like the statues yeah if you like you should sell those on like etsy because then it's it's a it's a no cost entry right you should just put them up put a, a watermark on them and then say hey you can sell them for like whatever you know whatever the market um would pay for pictures of that source i mean obviously you have to do some research to see how that go but um because yeah. i feel like everyone's always looking to not one just not one use pictures online but to see what other countries are like because i mean there's some pictures that you're not going to see on google right like if you google yeah. like where you were at you're not going to see you know a door that you walk by every day <laughs> right <laughs> that's true so I feel like you having a picture like that on whether that's etsy or whether that's another um an image hosting site that that you pay a fee to uh to feature or sell it um i think that would be i think that'd be wild and, and an interesting experiment to say the least <laughs> Oh, I love that. I've literally never even considered that because I don't really, I've never thought about the pictures that I take as being like worth anything really, but that's, that's cool. I'm, I'm going to actually look into that. Really? No, I feel like, so that's, that's my, that's been my motto for the past however long I've been um, creating this brand is because we go through life every day and you never know what's going to come up. So if you're just going to go through life, and also put out stuff, you might as well get something back from it. And it's the, the like, I, call, I like to call it like the distribution, the distribution of what you want to put out, that is the art and you should get paid for that art if you're good enough at it. Oh, I love that, that's so great. <laughs> no, that's, uh, I think, I think this is like, here's a, the, like when you were in Madrid, I'm looking at this picture from Madrid and it's like almost looking down, just that angle, it's it just it's I don't know it's it's awesome I feel like. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Um, I I have never I've never had a compliment related to any photos that I've taken before, so that's uh, <laughs> that's a new one. But thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah. No, you never know. Well, no, I'm I'm out here just gushing over your uh, <laughs> your pictures, but let's uh, let's get this going. So you mentioned you started a business. So you were like this is the wildest things for me, right? Like you went from being an expat to essentially traveling the world and working, making money from that. And you were like, I'm going to start a blog. And you started that. You, um, and then you're like, I'm just going to quit my job. And you quit your job. <laughs> and yep. then you're like, I'm going to quit my job to start a business. And then you did that. So I feel like that's just, you know, a whole bunch of steps that a lot of people would just be so crippled by the unknown. Um, and, and, just doing that, that's, I feel like it's, it's just wild and awesome. So can you walk me through that and, and the, and the world too, just how that you, you didn't, you didn't let that like uncertainty or that unknown just stop you. You were just like, I'm going to go here. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to start my business and this is what's going to happen. How, how did that flow out? Ah, well, that's, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting to think about because, yeah, at the time, especially quitting the job, that did feel like a big, scary step. Um, and especially for someone who, like myself, who I felt like I had always kind of taken something like a safe path. Um, and whether it was because I grew up without, you know, a whole lot of, of financial affluence, um, 
And I was always seeking to find that kind of like, I thought, well, this is what you do. You go to school and you get a good job and you work at that good job and that you just, you know, you keep on keeping on. Um, and so I did that, you know, and that, and that was fine. And I think what ultimately, it was a pain factor, right? It was, I was, I was not happy doing what I was doing. And I did not feel like I was really growing in the way that I wanted to grow professionally. Um, and then that was combined with the personal factor of here I was living in Ireland, which was great. And I was having all these great experiences and it was wonderful. And it is wonderful being so close to Europe. And it's, it's a great, Dublin is a great city as well. Um, but I was looking for more freedom to come back and do exactly what I'm doing now, which is spend quality time with my family, who I, ha I have a really great family here. I'm super lucky. So I do love to spend time with them. And I didn't want that to be limited by a certain number of vacation days. And I really didn't want to have to ask permission to go and book that flight. Um, so that, that kind of independent spirit kind of came out a little bit. So it was the pain factor that pushed me into it. Hmm. And then what um, what helped me sleep at night was I had been fortunately um, getting my finances in order for a, at least a good few years prior to that. So not only did I have, you know, I didn't have any debt that I was worried about. Um, and I did have a good bit of savings um, because I was, I was fortunate enough to have that kind of pretty, pretty decently salaried job, like nothing amazing, but it was, it was enough that I could save something to have a bit of a cushion. Um, so th those were the two things that really, I, I feel like made me make that decision and not stay stuck where I was because number one, I was unhappy. And number two, I knew that I had a, a cushion to fall back on. So. Hmm. So you had the, um, you had the leverage. So you just, you, you built that leverage and then you use that leverage to make the yeah, that's that's a perfect way of putting it. I love that because that and that's ultimately that's what I felt like as well. I felt like I was able to kind of go into a situation that I wasn't happy with and say, you know what, I don't have to take this anymore. I don't have to be here. Um, I, I have other options. And that that's a nice place to be. And that's a place where I feel like a lot of people could be um, if they put in the work and put in the time. Um, and it, it, it doesn't happen overnight. That's that's the other thing. Wow, you just mentioned something great, right? The work. What does that mean for you? Ah, uh, well, it means it means different things at different times in our lives, I think, um, because for the years that I was working away in the corporate job, um, it just meant, you know, showing up every day and putting in those long hours when you really didn't feel like it, um, which all which was all necessary for me to get to where I ultimately am today, which is. I don't want to be working 60 or 70 hour weeks on a regular basis. Um, right. But now, now work means something different because what it means is I have to be very self-motivated. So, and to me, that feels very different. It feels very different having like the expectation of you have to be here at this time and, and you know, you have the, these tasks laid out for you versus when you're out on your own, um, it's very much like, I could do any number of things today. What am I going to prioritize? So those, those in my mind, those feel like different kinds of work, but it is, you, you do have to kind of keep showing up and keep kind of motivating yourself. Um, however that looks. Right. Huh? See, that's interesting. I never, hmm. like, so you just, you just added a, um, like a psychological factor to that work thing. Right. And hmm. I, 
I've, I don't think I've ever associated those two together before until just now. Because I feel like I work, I work a lot, right? Like, I don't just have an idea. I'm trying to build this. I, I'll have, um, I'm trying to build this brand. I'll have, uh, like, in, when it's not cold out, I'll be out delivering bounce houses in the summer months. Um, you know, like, it's, it's all, like, to me, that's work or it's, it's always been work. But with yeah. that kind of work also comes the, like just the mental grind, the mental like um, just you have to keep yourself going mentally to be able to get the work done. And I yeah. like I guess that that also is work. And you just mentioned that, and that's that's huh. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to think about that a little bit more, and uh, and, and I'm gonna have to internalize that a little bit more, and uh, and come up with a way of how I how I deal with that. Yeah. Well, that's like just from just from what I've observed you do, it seems like you are very internally motivated. And that's, yeah. I think that people have different levels of internal motivation. And it's um, it's probably it, people that are lacking it. That's probably one of the bigger challenges that they have to overcome. Um, but just from my impression of you, I don't think that's something that you struggle with because it just seems like you are always hustling. Oh, no, it's uh, it's something I I, I struggle with it. Because it's like it'll be perfect example, right? This is the first year of the of the. This is the first week of the new year, and it was like Tuesday, Wednesday, and I was like, I should probably write a blog a blog post. I should do something, even though I had um, I had an interview lined up uh, to to do some um, like social network strategy or digital marketing strategy for um, for a new client. Even though I had that up, it was like, I'm not doing enough. Why am I not writing something that I can put out today? Why am I not, why am I not doing something? And it was kind of like, I mean, I always think about stuff like that. Like every day I come home from work, I could always do something, right? I could always write a blog post. I can always post on Instagram or uh, give my two cents back into the community. Um, I yeah. could always do that, but then I don't. I just sit on my couch and I'm like watching TV for no reason. And some, <laughs> some days are a little bit better than others where I'm like, you know what? I have a lot going on. I can just sit down today. And other days it's like, no, you're not doing enough. You could be doing 10x this. You could be doing 2x that. Why aren't you doing it? It's just like wallow. And that sucks like mentally. But then there's days when, like today, I'm just like up and going. Um, so I guess it kind of evens out. But no, I definitely have the days where it's like, the mental part of it, I have to get myself ready. I have to get myself going. I have to be in that place, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, and also I think that there's, there's a balance that all of us have to strike, right? Like, and you have, I don't know, I, I would say that people should give themselves credit for the good work that they're putting in as well, you know? And mm. I just, I, I, sometimes I worry that the hustle all the time mentality is going to make us I don't know, sacrifice our health or sacrifice our happiness. And that the balance has always been really important to me as well. So I, I definitely like someone who is as motivated and as, as hungry as you are um, really is, is awe inspiring to me, but I'm, I've always been much more of the mentality of let me create a lifestyle that 
I'm really happy with and that I can sustain. And to be honest with you, I don't want to be working 24 um, seven. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to turn off sometimes. And, and so that's, that's something that I'm working on as well. I'm, I'm trying to get to that place and it's not, it's not a destination that I've arrived at yet, but I'm, I'm seeing it in, in the future, you know? Yeah. Huh. So how, how does that translate into your business how, now? Because you've been live with the, uh, I guess, being a, um, a self-employer. Like, yeah, you've, you've been in business now for how long? Well, it's been, let's see, it's got to be about six months. Or just under, I guess. And okay. um, the the real test for me will be the next coming months because I, as I mentioned, I do um, individual U.S. income taxes. And as your U.S. listeners will know, um, tax season is coming up in April. So that'll be my first tax season as an independent um, tax consultant. So that's that's going to be my big test. Um, so up until now, it's. I, I'm satisfied with the progress, but I know I could I could see more and I could do more. Um, and I'm hoping that this coming tax season will be kind of my my proof that the concept is working. <laughs> yeah, how you uh, how are you prepping for that? Well, I am. One thing I'm doing is I'm going to try and be a little bit more stationary for at least the months of say February, March, and April. Um, because I love to I love to travel around and and to be able to do work while I'm doing that. But what I do find is my productivity suffers when I'm changing you know time zones too frequently. Um, so one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to really kind of commit to being in one place, and it's probably going to be in Dublin. Um, and I'm going to kind of just hunker down and put in those long hours and hope that that um, that sets me up well for the rest of 2018. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. I uh tax season's always interesting. What's it's starting this year like the twenty first of January, right? Was it the twenty? Yeah, I think that's right. Just in terms of when's the first day you could e file if you were so inclined. Yep. Huh. Yeah, I mean I think I think you're gonna kill it. Oh, no thank you. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I think you got this. Huh. That's very cool. So I um I'm actually I'm still gonna be um looking through your content here and I'm I'm finding some good stuff which we'll, we'll talk about uh, in a little bit. But um so tell me a little bit how how is business since it's it's been six months how how is business going? Well, it's it's going well enough. Um and I do, I don't know that I had a real big expectation for how things were going to play out. Um, I was just, I was always just going to kind of see what came my way. Um, and as with so many things in life, um, a lot of, a lot of the success has come through, um, my personal network, which is like, I don't know, I feel like that's sometimes overused or it feels trite when people say it, but it's actually, it's, it's the way things really work out there on the ground. I find anyways. So for example, um, I was, fortunate enough to, and really I, I put myself forward for it um, because I was still quite new and, and relatively unknown, but I put myself forward for speaking at this Digital Nomad conference back in September. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was, was called Nomad City. Yeah. Oh, sorry? I was going to talk to you about that, but keep going. It might lead into yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 
so yeah, that was that was called Nomad City, and it was held in Las Palmas in uh, the Canary Islands, okay. and it was it was really great. Um, and I gave a little talk about taxes for digital nomads, and a few people came up to me after that, which was fine and good. But the the most productive thing that came out of that was I happened to meet, um, and your your audience may or may not be familiar with uh, him. He's he's pretty well known in the kind of digital nomad sphere. Um, yeah. He he wrote oh, a podcast called met, Travel Like a Boss. Oh, sorry. Did you meet Tim Ferriss? No, I didn't meet Tim Ferriss. <laughs> Wait, okay. No, okay. not yet. That's that's on the bucket list. Um, okay. I, but who I did meet though um, is a, a really influential blogger and podcaster, uh, Johnny SD, and he runs the Travel Like a Boss podcast, among others. Um, yep. Actually, your audience might be interested in his other podcast, which is Invest Like a Boss, which is also great. Um, so I happened to meet Johnny at just one of the um, social events after the conference. He's a super nice guy. He was generous enough to invite me onto his podcast, um, which was like mind blown. Like I couldn't even believe it. Um, so <laughs> on the back of that, I've, I've had a lot of people reach out to me. So it was, it was things like that that I could never have planned for um, that have given me the biggest successes so far. Mm. So that's it. Yes. That's, it. <laughs> That's super awesome. So tell, tell me a little bit about the um, how speaking at that event went, because I saw that on your um, on your YouTube channel. Um, and I see I also see it on your blog where you uh, where you talk about that a little bit. So give us a little bit more context about how that went. Yeah, well, it was it was pretty cool. Um, so it was a, a conference that I think it was there in their second or even third year. Um, and it was held kind of in connection with another event called the Nomad Cruise, um, which was run by um, a different group. But a lot of the people who were attending the Nomad City conference went on to do the cruise. I didn't, but I, I kind of wish I did. And I'm thinking about going on one in the future. But so it's a bunch of people who are location independent, mostly entrepreneurs. So really, really interesting group of people from all over the world, all with that kind of um, entrepreneurial mindset and all doing really interesting things. So it was, it was cool getting that group of people together in Las Palmas, which is a cool um, location as well. It's a lot, of, a lot of Americans might not know where the Canary Islands are, um, but coming from West Africa, you might probably have a bit more <laughs> of a oh, geographical okay. sense of that. But um, anyways, they're, they're part of Spain, but they're down, they're really far south. So they're, they're really closer to the coast of Africa than anything else. Um, right. So the weather is beautiful and um, the food was great. And yeah, so we all, we all met up in Las Palmas for a couple of days. Um, there was a combination of workshops and talks. I gave one of the talks and it was difficult actually for me to kind of put together my content because I'm used to speaking to American expats who have a very specific um, tax needs that really only apply to Americans. Mm -hmm. um, so I had to make my, my content be applicable to everyone in the room who was from everywhere in the world. Um, mm -hmm. So that, that was interesting as well. But I think, mm -hmm. I think it was okay. And, yeah, I've, 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 I met some great people there that I'm going to stay in contact with and hopefully meet up with again. Because the, this kind of community um, is a small enough world that you will run into people again. So that's pretty cool, too. Right. So speaking of running into people, are you going to FinCon anytime soon? Ah, I would love to. I was. Did you go this year? 
I did not go this year. I just signed up for 2018 this week. Yeah, I was I was definitely watching on Twitter and feeling very envious of everyone who was there. Um, yeah, right. But that's that's something that's difficult to plan for when you are not always based out of North America. But yeah, that's it's been on my list of something that I would really, really like to participate in because it just it feels like such a great, as you say, great community. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, it seemed like everyone had so much fun and got so much kind of productive work and connections and everything done out of it. So I, I'd say it would be well worth it. I think you should do it. <laughs> I think you should. Well, make I didn't know that they were already accepting uh, applications or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what was it for the regi the registration? I have to check. Actually, let me check it right now because when I uh, when I signed up this week, it was like two forty nine for the lowest, and they were saying that it was going to go up. Wow, that's actually a really good deal. Like. Right? No, I have no affiliation with them or anything, but just that that's a lower number than I expected, to be honest. So exactly. I think I think it's going to end up being like the first level, the first tier is going to end up being like 449, I think, by the end. Did it go yeah. up? It didn't go up. What's today? Oh, today, today is, is January 6th. Yeah, because the, the first pass is still like 249. So get it now. Ooh. Full disclosure, I'm not, <laughs> full disclosure, I am not affiliated with FinCon whatsoever. So me telling someone to go is not, is of no benefit to me. It's <laughs> <laughs> a benefit to me because if you win, we could even do like a part two uh, uh, interview there and be like, oh, hey, here's what I've been doing for the past eight, nine months. So because I think yeah. this is September. Yeah, that would be great. And where yeah. where is it going to be this year? Are they usually in Texas? No, that was just last year. This one's going to be in uh, in Orlando in September. Oh, Orlando. Yeah. Orlando is one of the places that, like, I didn't get to travel very much for business while I was based out of Seattle, but for whatever reason, Orlando was the place that I always <laughs> got sent to. So, no, it, it's great. Um, so, that, really? that would be super fun. See, it's serendipity. It's got to happen now. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm just destined to keep going back to Orlando. <laughs> awesome. Wow. Um, yeah, I feel like I feel so it's all about like meeting people. So like a couple of people here. I mean, I don't live in DC, but my family lives in the uh, Northern Virginia area. Uh, and the DC area has a lot of personal finance bloggers, apparently. And uh, I've, I've had the honor to been introduced and have gone to events uh, with those folks. And it's been awesome just meeting everyone and getting all sorts of different perspectives, people coming from, um, you know, the ally uh, area, uh, people coming from the real estate, people coming from uh, being authors. You know, it's, it's like, th that's what I found about this community is you don't have, like, pe people always say you hang out with the right people and if those people aren't right, like, go somewhere, like, you need to move or something to hang out with the right people. Maybe that's not the case. Maybe the right case is, making your own right community, you know, and maybe that comes from talking to strangers on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I, I think that you, you said a lot of, of wise um, words there. Like, and I, I've, I've, I noticed that you, you were involved in that um, DC personal finance 
um, meetup as well. So like I would I would be fascinated if you ever got any of those guys on and chatted with them and that that would be cool to get a glimpse into how that looks because I'm sometimes as someone who moves around a lot I'm I'm a little bit envious of the kind of community in person that people are able to build when they do kind of have that place that they can physically meet up with people and on a regular basis. Mm. You know what you should do? You should do. Hmm. You should make your own group. You should make like a Facebook group <laughs> and like have, have like other expats or personal finance people come in or even tax experts come in. And they, that way it's like you, you're building your own community. Yeah, I love that. And that's, that's something that's been on my radar as well because, hmm. yeah, when it comes to, especially when it comes to tax specifically for people who are location independent or who are moving around a lot, it's difficult to find good tax advice for different countries. So like I'll get people who will ask me about US stuff and then they'll say, well, can you refer me to anyone for my Australian tax or my UK tax or my French tax? And a lot of times my answer is actually, I don't know anybody. And so that's, that's the kind of community that I am looking to build. So yeah, maybe that, that'll be something that I'll, I'll work on in 2018 as well. Hmm. I see it happening. 2018 is going to be your year. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no, you're welcome. You're, you're welcome. So, you know, one 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 uh, one thing you mentioned er earlier was about um, like way earlier was about being a minimalist. So yeah. tell me a little bit about how that that kind of came about, um, and 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 how it's affected how you operate or work. Uh that that's something that I, I like to talk about because it's I feel like it has a lot of benefits and I know it's not for everybody. Um, and a lot of like, even say my family members, they kind of look at me and go like, really, you only have, you know, one pair of jeans and you're coming here for a month and you only have these two small bags or whatever. But um, so I, I don't know, I like it. And for me, it started with minimizing my physical possessions because I don't know why I think, I think almost psychologically I was in a place, this is when I was still in Seattle, um, I was feeling a bit stuck for whatever reason and I must have just stumbled upon one of those like blogs, whether it was The Minimalists or whether it was, um, I, I like Courtney Carver, I don't know if your audience is familiar with her, she did this kind of minimalist wardrobe challenge called 333, um, mm. which is really cool. So I, I, like many women, I probably had too many clothes, too many shoes and it was just feeling like looking in my closet, I was feeling stuck. Um, but I'm, I know that I was feeling stuck in other areas too. So I just, I just started by getting rid of stuff. And it, actually it, um, it had kind of an entrepreneurial, um, kind of spinoff effect because what I did was I sold some of my stuff on eBay and that was my first time really making any money outside of my job. Um, which felt, I, I know that you can attest to this. I'm sure you can. It feels really empowering even when it's just like, oh, I sold this for you know, 20 bucks, like what? I, that's 20 bucks that I didn't have yesterday. Um, that feeling yeah. is, is otherworldly for me. I, I, I love the feeling of selling something. It's, it's, I can't even explain it. Okay, I'm glad that you relate to that because I feel like I felt weird, but I, was, I got to the point where I was like looking around my apartment for anything else I could sell mm -hmm. because I just wanted more of that feeling. Um, and then I loved the effect of, having fewer possessions and having less to worry about and less to organize and less to clean. Um, so then I stopped buying so much stuff, which helped my personal finances as well. So it, it felt like kind of a self perpetuating um, cycle that was just bringing me more and more benefits. So mm -hmm. I just, 
I never recluttered after I decluttered, and that was that was kind of the start of it. Yeah, wait, that's awesome, right? So, like, people always talk about they want to start a business, but they don't know how. And I feel like, and I got this from Gary Vee, which even though it's something I've been doing before, I even came across him. Like, how did selling just things around the house? How has that affected your mindset as in like running a business? Oh, that that's a, such a good question that I never made that connection really before. But I think in a not to sound too cheesy, but in a way, it kind of empowered me that I could I could make things happen on my own. Um, yeah. Which, like, it sounds silly, but actually, it really, it it did make that connection for me because I had never. I had never done any side hustling before in my life. I had always just said, well, this is my job and it's, it's an okay job and it's, it's all I'm going to do. I don't have to focus on anything else. So I kind of, in my mind, I had made that like, I had given myself a path on being entrepreneurial, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just, yeah, even selling those small things just made me feel like, you know what? I can create income streams that are outside of my job. And mm-hmm. it, it was fun and it didn't feel like, a big risk obviously it wasn't because it was stuff that I already owned um, yeah and it was it was it just kind of gave me that that motivation even though the, the numbers weren't big but it was it was what it represented I guess right it's like just taking those steps you know it's like taking yeah. pictures of something putting it online learning how you know a customer asks you about a, um, a, a product you have to reply to them you have to you know kind of do market research as far as to see how, how something sells or how something should sell. What's the, yeah, oh, that's, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I know you're bringing back like good memories for me because yeah, what I would do is I would go on eBay and I would check like what was, what was the last price that this had sold for and how many people are looking for it and should I price it low and hope it gets bid up? Like it became this whole kind of game that was, that was fun actually. Yeah. Yeah, are you are you selling anything now online or? Uh, I'm not because I don't have anything to sell. It. <laughs> but I, I've, been, I've been watching the people that are doing like the FBA stuff, and mm-hmm. I haven't taken the leap into that yet. But it, I wouldn't rule it out because I did have fun selling products, even mm-hmm. though they were just my own products that I already owned. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Yeah, I've been looking at that too, and only thing holding me back, which. I'm making myself hold me back is um, apparently you need like a, a reseller license. And I, I just, I'm like, for some reason I'm holding myself back, but that's definitely something I, I'm going to have to be looking into uh, in 2018 or even further to start selling on Amazon or something. Yeah, absolutely. Because now you, forgive me if I'm using any incorrect terms here, but I think that you've been involved in what people call retail arbitrage. And is, oh, yeah. is that just kind of in your local area or like maybe your audience already knows about this, but I, I don't know that much about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, wait, so are you asking me if, is that what I do? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, I'll just go to like, I kind of like, I've always sold stuff around the house. Uh, when I was younger, I, I was a tech geek so i was always always wanted the next and best phone so what i would do is i would buy a phone um when i was in college i'd buy one and then six months later i'd be bored with it and this is days when um the iphone hadn't quite started yet it was just coming out um so i'd buy all these like windows mobile phones 
And I had bored of them within six months, three to six months. So I would sell one, use the money for whatever kids use money for back then. I don't even remember. Um, <laughs> and I've, I've done that. And then, but really in those days, it was more um, just selling some electronic that was laying around um, on eBay. But now as I was like, maybe this is something instead of just doing it, I could actually go on the offense about this and go seek these items out. And I would just go to a store like Ross or a store like uh, Burlington Coat Factory. And uh, it's, I would find these things for sale and try to flip them online. I'd buy them. I'd do some research there in the store, uh, quick, like five, 10 minute research. Actually, that's too long. That's not quick. Maybe like two or three minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, on the, on the product, see how it's selling online. Um, and now it's even gone like super far into the, like I would go into Goodwill stores and, uh, I even have my own Goodwill discount card now, which is <laughs> so funny to me sometimes when I think about it. Um, but yeah, it's essentially just ar arbitrage at, at, at scale. Um, and I'm hoping that scale goes up rather than down. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, just something about selling just gets me just gets me going. I don't I don't know how to explain it. It's literally it it, it gives me breath. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I I would feel the same way. I would be watching like my my items on eBay and just like when they when the sale finally closed and that money finally hit my PayPal account. Oh, yeah, man. it felt so good. <laughs> yeah, those stupid fees though. We got to keep those down. Oh, I know. And actually, like. I'm open to any suggestions that are anything other than PayPal because mm. PayPal, even when I'm getting fees from my clients on PayPal, I'm like, those fees are killing me and I need a better way. And right now I haven't figured out a better way yet, but mm. yeah. Mm. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. <laughs> so what's, uh, what's 2018 gearing uh, to look like for you other than, um, you know, not talking about the, the business or, or, um, anything um, super outrageous, but what uh, what are you most excited about in 2018? Well, that is a great question. I, yeah, outside of my business, I'd say I'm most excited about using the year to, because this will be my first full calendar year of being fully location independent. So I'm, I'm really kind of looking at the year from a bird's eye and going, where do I want to be physically? Like, do I want to, you know, travel with my family on this trip? Do I want to go on this, um, you know, digital nomad meetup here and, and kind of plan out my year strategically? Um, so that's, that's one thing that I'm excited about because it's my first time that I don't have to look at the year in terms of vacation days and really look at it in terms of where do I want to be and being able to balance like spending time with family um, versus doing other new travel to places that I have never been before. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I'm hoping 2018 looks like for me. Mm, good. It's going to happen. Thank you. What about you? Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I just want to keep doing this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to, I want to keep, I want to keep the ball rolling. I, I, I don't really have anything crazy planned. I, I you know, one thing I said, I want to get closer to my family. I, uh, I, a lot of, this is going to get super, super deep, but 
I spent a lot of a lot of my younger years just being disconnected um, yeah. from family or even from you know that interpersonal um, kind of thing. But I want to maybe that's one thing I, I I try to and I've and I've started it like I'm calling my parents more. Um, oh, nice. Uh, yeah, so I think that's one thing I, I do want to work on in 2018. But other than that, I, I just want to keep this ball rolling. This um, I want to, you know, it's, if if I can put up a blog post once a week, I do that. If it's if it's once every other month, I do that. Uh, if if I can interview more people, you know, make it happen and just kind of experimenting. You know, it's yeah. I'm, I'm less than a year into this, so it's um it's kind of just finding where the intention is and pivoting if needed or doubling down and uh and over indexing where i need to um so yeah i'm 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 excited to to make a lot more connections i guess would be the uh the theme of, of 2018. Yeah. <laughs> i love that and like yeah. i have to say like without without kind of sounding like i'm um you know gushing too much i like when i was thinking about this conversation with you i was thinking like that's somebody who, even with our brief conversation all those months ago, yeah. I was just left with the impression that this is someone who is going to be a success no matter what oh, they put okay. their mind to. Just uh, you get that impression off people sometimes, and who knows what it is, but I just feel like you're gonna you're gonna kill it in whatever area you put your focus on. I appreciate that. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's wild. That's awesome. Um, so one question I have for you is that uh, you are hungry. Um, you you know you've done a lot of amazing things, going from country to country to country, experience to experience to where you're now. You know I don't I don't I don't know how self sufficient um, you are in the business, but you know like even even if whatever you do now, um, yeah. and where you want it to be it's it's gonna take you to somewhere else that's the next step right and that yeah. and that, and that hunger what, what do you think that hunger comes from do you have a chip on your shoulder about <laughs> hmm i don't know about that um hmm. yeah you know i i would hesitate to call it a chip on my shoulder but yeah no i i do actually think that a lot of what i have put my focus on has come from it, it all comes from like where where we come from and where we grow up, right? And yeah, I I, I, would, I said before, I'm, I'm very lucky to have an amazing family, but what I didn't have is that kind of financial security, I guess. And, and like, it, you know what I mean? My parents, obviously they did great, but I wanted, I wanted to be in a position to really build financial independence and build real wealth. And it sounds almost, I don't know, presumptuous to even say that in a way, but that's that's what I want, and that's kind of what has been motivating me, I suppose. And I, I think that that's something that, like, we shouldn't feel guilty about saying that, even though I still do. Um, so, mm. yeah, may, maybe that's it. Mm. That's awesome. <laughs> because, I don't know, like, I feel like it's it's within our grasp, right? Like, we're it, it, anyone listening to your... your, your um, content will be in a position of relative privilege probably right like just mm -hmm. by having access to the internet and having an education whatever level of education that people have attained like do you know what i mean there's there's so many options available to us that we don't have to just kind of accept the fate that 
is is appearing to be in front of us. Like we can kind of make our own fate. Um, so that's that's something that I I always try and I don't know. I, I guess yeah. I guess that is what motivates me in a way. Yeah. Hmm. Awesome. So how is uh are you are you how's Grace making money now? Other than you know the business, are you? Because I know you were doing some some things with uh with Airbnb. You were hosting, right? Is that stuff yeah. Happening? But no, it's not because I got rid of my apartment um, to, to become even more nomadic, like a like a global hobo. <laughs> but that that was a great. Um, I I love doing that, and I would highly recommend it to anybody who um, has a place that they don't use a hundred percent of the year. Because, or even if you have a spare room or whatever, uh, I just I loved the experience. I loved because um, it was it was like selling in a way, right? But you weren't selling a product; you were just selling um, a service, and. Yeah. I was I was really I liked being able to kind of make sure that people had a good experience and I loved getting the feedback from them and taking that on board and making little changes to my place. Um, so that was that was a great um, income stream for a while that really it, it didn't do much more than fund my travels because all I was doing was just renting out my place whenever I would go away for a weekend or, or a week or whatever. Um, but yeah, that that was that was cool too, and and that it's something that I would do again if I ever had my own place again, which I'm sure I will at some point in the future. Mm. That's wild. So you sold online, you did Airbnb, yeah. you like you help people with their taxes online. That's yeah. what 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 haven't you done? <laughs> <laughs> you're um this this is great because you're making me feel like I'm I'm much more accomplished than I actually think I am. <laughs> Are yeah, you, no, maybe, maybe my are, next are step will be looking at, oh, sorry. Wait, what's that? I was going to say, maybe my next step will be looking at some of those, like, you know, stock photo selling. I, I don't know that I'm actually good enough to do that, but. <laughs> you never know until you try it, right? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. You're not, you're not thinking about becoming an Uber driver anytime soon, are you? Or you probably don't have a car even. Being, uh, <laughs> I don't have a car, so, but. You know what? I would. I absolutely would do that because I think that that would just be a fun experience. That's awesome. That is awesome. You know, I'm from Africa, and you mentioned you were in in South Africa. So, what was your experience like in uh in the motherland? Ah, uh, I like. I feel like I think about going back daily. I I loved it there, and I want to see more of Africa. And I feel like that is. That's that's really on my list of like things I need to do in my lifetime, and I want to make it sooner than later. Um, because yeah, man, it's and it's South Africa is is so it's probably I don't know really, but you can tell me, mm-hmm. it's probably the most kind of accessible to Westerners in terms of culture and whatever. But even yeah. there, there's this there's this kind of energy and there's this ah I can't describe it, but it's life kind of seems more colorful if that doesn't seem cliched. I I just loved it. I thought it was a beautiful, beautiful place filled with just the most like welcoming and hospitable people you'll ever meet in your life and so many experiences. And I, I just, I can't say enough about it. I want to go back all the time. <laughs> you should do it. I will. Me- and where else, where else should I go in Africa? Maybe you can tell me like, where in West Africa, because I, I have a friend in um, Nigeria who I've been meaning to visit. Mm-hmm. And like, where else? Uh, where else? I think any one country 
in each corner. So north, south, east, west. Yeah. Navarre goes to the south. You Nigeria's in the west, so you can go there. Uh, are you Kenya? Yeah. Kenya maybe will be an in uh, an interesting experience. Um, I've never been, um, but I've always heard good things. And uh, north, pick pick either Morocco or Egypt. Um, maybe yeah. not Egypt now, uh, but definitely Morocco. I think you would enjoy it. Yeah, I've I've heard great things about all of those places. Yeah. And it's it's such a huge continent, right? Like it's just it yeah. seems whenever I think about it, it seems overwhelming because I I start getting lost in like, well, I want to go there and there and there. Like the next time I go to South Africa, I want to also go to like Namibia and Tanzania, mm -hmm. Zimbabwe, and like the list keeps growing. But yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's, and it's I mean, all those countries so have own pros and cons with them too. So choose wisely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But that's now tell me if you, if you think this is wrong. But so my experience in South Africa was I was given a lot of warnings about safety and about all those things. And that was all well and good. And I'm glad that I had that going in. But mm -hmm. for a lot of people, I feel like that could scare them off. And I think that that would oh. be a huge mistake. Uh, so that's the best way of me comparing that would be I've lived through a civil war where yeah. I had to, you know, lay down under a bed um, just in case bullets came through the house, right? Wow. I had that. Same thing as when I've gone to school um, in Pennsylvania, I was in my house one day. I had just walked into my house and uh, down the alley came people running. And what did I hear? Bullet shots. What did I do? I got on the floor right near my couch in case wow. a bullet from the house. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's 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 anywhere like Detroit. Like if you live in Detroit, are you are you not in a war zone? Is it not dangerous? Do you not have to be yeah. careful? Um, yeah. So it's it's really kind of and maybe just my perspective is different when and whenever someone says that. Same thing as Brazil. You know, like you could go to some place in Brazil and it's beautiful, and some places you might not really want to go to. Absolutely. So yeah, I think it really comes down to where you want to go and who you're going to be with. Um, yeah. And once. Once you have those two down, it's you can go anywhere. I think. I agree, and and the other thing that I would say is, the the tips that I was given to stay safe in Johannesburg were not that different from what I would do to stay safe in any city around the world, because yeah. it's about being aware of your surroundings. It's about not doing stupid things. You know what I mean? Hmm. So it's and and the thing the thing that I always think about is, we. As Westerners, sometimes I feel like we think of ourselves as these like fragile little flowers. And that's silly because people live in Johannesburg, people live in Rio, people live in every city around the world and they're fine. You know what I mean? So it's not like these places are inaccessible for human life to survive and thrive. So like I, I like to bring myself down to that reminder because otherwise we just get a little bit silly about like, well, I can't be sure about every single taxi and every single street alley and corner. And it's like, no, you can't do that in anywhere in the world. And you do that in your own city and you're fine. So I don't know. I, I think that we can be a little more adventurous maybe. And when, once you get there on the ground, I found that wherever I've been, I've found a way to navigate in, in a, a, such a way that made me comfortable. So hmm. 
that's awesome but yeah your 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 experience is so is so interesting and honestly like i as just a a follower of you i would love to hear more about mm. that because i feel like that's such a unique um kind of way that you that you came up into where you are now mm. that not everybody has and yeah well maybe we'll have to do a a part two to this yeah i would love to <laughs> yeah That'd be awesome. <laughs> maybe at FinCon 18, maybe. <laughs> yeah, let's see. I'm I'm gonna look up look up that early bird discount for sure. Yeah, do it, do it. Um, wow. Yeah, I'm just still looking through your content. Awesome stuff. <laughs> awesome stuff. Uh, well, Grace, I uh, I really appreciate you uh, being on. You know, taking the time to talk to me. I mean, I one thing I really struggle with my whole life is kind of following through on things I say I want to do. Uh, uh -huh. So, I mean, when I, when I said I, uh, when we talked earlier and I said, I, uh, we, we, we were going to connect and, and do a blog, it, it was weighing on me. So I'm glad we, we've, uh, we've gotten this chance now. Yeah, me too. And that's honestly like, that's on me as much as you. And I know that we both just cut, got caught up in whatever we were doing. Um, but I have, I have been a fan of your work and I will continue to be so. <laughs> and I'm a fan of yours. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me know how the, uh, if you, if you look into, into putting up the images on, on Etsy, you know, let me know how that goes or even, even more monetization opportunities that you find. Let me, uh, let me know how they go out. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for that tip. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, Grace, uh, if you want to just put out, you know, your social media links, you know, the best way for people to to get in contact with you, you can uh, you can do that now. Absolutely, thank you. So yeah, I I have I'm at Gracefully Expat on all the social media channels: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. People can contact me via any of those um, or via my site, which is gracefullyexpat.com, and I have a work with me page where if somebody wants to book like a tax consultation, um, they can do that there. Or if they want to just get in touch with me about any other question relating to the location independent lifestyle or personal finance, um, I'd be happy to connect and collaborate with anybody on that as well. Awesome. Awesome. Grace, you uh, enjoy your your rest of the day with the family. Uh, thank you. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we'll we'll talk. This was so much fun. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, Hungry Nation. That was Grace uh, from Grace Fully Expat. Um, Grace is awesome. She's doing a lot of big things, just going from step to step, going from, from you know, being a student to owning her own business. That's, um, that's that's the dream that's the entrepreneurial dream so she's making it happen uh follow her uh see see what she's up to next and uh and what country she might be living in next so um thanks for watching subscribe share and uh and like if uh if you just like that interaction there'll be more to come um until next time bye stay hungry Keep doing and keep going.